Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show. Tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, we are going to talk about what can only be described as a bunch of hogwash, because I can't say what I'm really thinking, because this is astounding that just a few hours ago, the Attorney General of the United States says, okay, he is going to appoint a special counsel, and because of that, You would think, okay, it's going to be somebody totally independent. It's going to be somebody outside of the government. It's going to be somebody who's really got to look at the Hunter Biden investigation and truly be somebody of independence, somebody with their own mind. And guess what? He picks the one guy that I would not pick other than Hunter Biden to investigate himself. I mean, I actually thought... When Merrick Garland made this announcement, the Attorney General of the United States a few hours ago, I actually thought I misheard him. I thought it was maybe a joke. Maybe it was like the Babylon Bee, you know, where they kind of say, oh, you know, pretending like this is the person you pick. The Onion, you know, all of that. I thought, good skit for Saturday Night Live, you know? I thought that's a home run. And then I was like, wait a minute, he's being serious. He actually is appointing the one guy who so far has really messed up the Hunter Biden investigation, who really has given Hunter Biden and the Biden family probably the biggest sweetheart deal in U.S. history. And it wasn't until the judge blew the lid on it, remember, during that plea deal hearing, and she was like, wait, 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 wait. This doesn't sound right, what you prosecutors and you Hunter Biden legal team are trying to do here. It sounds like you guys are kind of working together, like you're kind of in cahoots, like you're basically on the same team. You're supposed to be the prosecutor going after the law, not basically uh, working together with the Hunter Biden legal team. But she clearly felt that way, and she started asking all these questions. And then suddenly the whole deal fell apart, remember? It was like, whoa, that guy, David Weiss, that U.S. attorney, boy, uh, that guy's uh, in the tank for Biden. He's clearly trying to uh, be uh, good old friends with Merrick Garland. So then when today, when I heard Merrick Garland come out and say to me, uh, you know, and say to the world that he's picking this guy as the special counsel that's supposed to be the unbiased Un, you know, unfavorable guy, the guy who's supposed to have no dog in the race. I thought I was just, I really did. I thought maybe I need to get the wax out of my ears. I thought this can't be true. And it sure enough is. Here is the announcement that to me just shows that this Justice Department is so political. They are so in the tank for the Biden's 
all the way around, not just Hunter Biden, but the president of the United States. And this just goes to show to me that Congress now 1000 percent needs to start an impeachment inquiry. They need to start calling Garland. First of all, under oath, they need to also put David Weiss under oath. They need to start looking into Hunter Biden and the Biden family and Joe Biden in a huge way. This, to me, is a sham of justice. And I have never seen anything more disgusting, more flagrant, more blatant than what I saw a few hours ago. Here is the Attorney General Merrick Garland, Biden's hand-picked Attorney General making the claim that I just think will go down in history as one of the most blatant political moves in American justice. Take a listen. I'm here today to announce the appointment of David Weiss as a special counsel, consistent with the Department of Justice regulations governing such matters. In keeping with those regulations, I have today notified the designated members of each House of Congress of the appointment. In February 2018, After being nominated by the former president and confirmed by the Senate, Mr. Weiss was sworn in as the United States Attorney for the District of Delaware. Mr. Weiss had been a career prosecutor, having served previously in the office for more than a decade. Beginning in 2019, Mr. Weiss, in his capacity as U.S. Attorney and along with federal law enforcement partners, began investigating allegations of certain criminal conduct by, among others, Robert Hunter Biden. That investigation has been recently referenced in federal criminal proceedings in the District of Delaware, and as noted in those proceedings and other public statements by Mr. Weiss's office, that investigation remains ongoing. Is there anybody out there that actually thinks that David Weiss has a, quote, ongoing investigation? This is the guy who stonewalled this from the beginning. This is the guy who, according to the IRS whistleblowers, were bearing information left and right. Uh, Somehow his investigators were tipping off the Hunter Biden team about a, quote, surprise raid on Hunter's storage shed, which had apparently documents they were looking for. This is the same guy who was saying, oh, yeah, I don't have really full control over this investigation. And then this is the one who is suddenly appointing a special counsel now that the heat is on by Congress. Uh, This, to me, is one of the most miscarriages of justice I have ever seen. I am outraged tonight, and I want to hear your thoughts. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. What do you make of what I call the fake special counsel that clearly is designed to stonewall and bury the Hunter Biden and Joe Biden investigation. Because you know what's going to happen. Congress is going to say, hey, we'd love to talk to David Weiss. Oh, no, I'm in the middle of an investigation. Oh, we would love to talk to somebody else. Oh, no, no, no. I'm in the middle of a special counsel investigation. I can't hand that over. Oh, I'd love those bank records. Oh, no, 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 no. We're actually looking at them. We can't hand it over. And God, it'll be so interesting because it'll be right after Election Day next year. Suddenly, those things might be available. Surprise, 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 just like the Andy Griffith Show. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Here is former U.S. Attorney Andy McCarthy summing it up. Take a listen. This is a sham. There is no special counsel investigation, and there is no Biden investigation. The special counsel regulations, what makes a special counsel special is that you're a lawyer who's brought in from outside 
the United States government, not just outside the Justice Department, outside the government. This U.S. attorney uh, is being appointed, notwithstanding that he is an attorney who's a top official in the Biden Justice Department, and Garland made clear is going to remain a top <laughs> official in the Biden Justice Department. This is the Biden Justice Department's vehicle for maintaining control of an investigation that they are not pursuing. This is what you call a cover-up. And this, to me, is grounds for impeachment on a lot of different levels. How could you ever think that this guy, who has a questionable behavior on this entire investigation, he's the last person I would have picked for so many reasons. First off, he's not supposed to even be eligible. you got to pick somebody outside the government, somebody who has no conflict of interest. you got to pick people for a whole barrage of different reasons. This guy doesn't fit even the constitutional requirements for a special counsel. And then this is the guy who the two very credible IRS whistleblowers, I looked at those whistleblowers. You saw them all. They testified before Congress. They put their hand up and went under oath. And it is so rare to see an IRS whistleblower. I can't tell you. In many of my years covering Washington politics, you guys know I was senior correspondent in Washington. I covered White House. I've covered many special counsels in my career. And this, to me, I've never seen such a sham of an appointment And I've never seen such a slap in the face to every single whistleblower and everybody who has come forward in this investigation. This is the last guy you would pick. They're not even hiding it. They're just out there publicly and going, "Uh, guess what? Too bad. This is who we're appointing. It's like they're like thumbing their nose at justice and at America. And that is shameful. Take a listen. Here is Senator Lindsey Graham. This was a political decision, not a legal decision. They're trying to put out a fire, and they just poured gasoline on it. Nobody in their right mind believes that making him a special counsel, Mr. Weiss, cleans up the mess that's been created. If it weren't for the House of Representatives, we wouldn't know any of this. That's true, because guess what? If the House of Representatives didn't turn on New York, remember? Because New York's the one that got those valuable seats In Congress, the ones that were won by, you know, D.S. Bezito and Lawler and Mark Molinaro and all of those guys, those are the ones that turned it, remember? And that's the only reason that the Republicans even have the House and even have a right to even be asking these questions. We would never hear about it. And here we are at this moment where this guy with a straight face, Merrick Garland, had the audacity of all things to say, Yes, or we're appointing as this very unbiased individual. That, to me, is disgusting. I feel sick to my stomach tonight because I feel this is the most miscarriage of justice. It has highly politicized the Justice Department, which already has a blemish. Uh, now it's got a big old bruise after today. 1-800-848-9222. one 848 Let's go to Al in Yonkers on line two. Al, your thoughts tonight. Yeah, hi, Rita. Thanks for taking my call. You know, I just wanted to say the attorney general had an obligation to the American people to pick a special prosecutor uh, who was independent and impartial. Uh, We've seen attorney, we've seen uh, special prosecutors in the past who weren't great, uh, I wasn't fans of. We've seen Archibald Cox with Watergate, and we saw Lawrence Walsh with the Iran-Contra. But like Alan Dershowitz and John Judge Weinberg said today on Katz and Cosby, 
Uh, Which is a great show, by the way. It's a great show. (laughs) Exactly. It is great. Uh, The majority in Congress shouldn't uh, let this go through. Yeah, it should not. And by the way, uh, I'm glad you brought up Katz and Cosby, which I love doing every day at five o'clock. Judge Richard Weinberg, who you brought up on the show, is a Democrat. And he said, this is unbelievable. He was as shocked as John and I were. By the way, I'm a registered independent, Al, for the record, uh, because I believe in being fair to everybody. I really do. You know, and I'll tell you, Al, when Judge Judge Weinberg said this is out of the Constitution, that there's a specific section that says if you appoint a special counsel, here's the criteria. Uh, and he doesn't fit any of it. I mean, this Not this is sad. What a sad day for justice, Al, right? Sad. Definitely. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show on what is a very busy night here on this Friday night. Guess what? What a surprise. They're kind of burying it right before the weekend. We're going to talk about it. The Rita Cosby Show. But we'll take a little brown-eyed girl on a Friday night here on the Rita Cosby Show. But boy, uh, my eyes are steaming mad tonight because I cannot believe that Biden's Department of Justice picks the one guy who is blatantly compromised, I believe, with all the questionable testimony, everything we have heard the last few months. And I consider it a slap in the face by the Attorney General Merrick Garland that he picks David Weiss, of all people, to be the special counsel. There should have been a special counsel years ago on Hunter Biden. Clearly there's a conflict of interest. Biden appoints Merrick Garland. So how could Merrick Garland or anybody below Merrick Garland have any credibility? There's clearly a conflict of interest. And not only has he now appointed somebody two years too late— and many years too late, you could contend if you look at all the uh, information with Hunter Biden. But also, he picks the one guy who has clearly had issues of credibility and ethics. It is a blatant slap in the face to anybody who cares about justice in America. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Carol, line three. Carol, uh, I am really disgusted tonight. You can hear it. Oh, absolutely. First of all, thank you, Rita, for taking my call. You know, I've been trying to find a special thank you card for President Biden. I wanted to thank him for ruining America. I wanted to thank him for opening up the borders, uniting, uh, inviting illegal aliens, putting Americans at risk regarding crime, health issues, and a strain on our economy, as well as a terrorist threat. 
I wanted to thank him for bringing financial hardships to the middle class. <clears throat> I also wanted to thank him for demonstrating that crime does pay, as his family will attest. You know, Carol, you, you Carol, you left off a few others. What about uh, basically? Wait, I'm not yeah, wait, 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 Carol, me, Carol, guess what? My list, please. Okay, how much longer? Because Carol, my list would be about an hour. But go I ahead. I have two more. I have two more issues here. Uh, I wanted to sh- uh, thank him for showing that the apple does not fall far from the tree, and Biden should also be thanked for uh, showing that you don't have to be mentally competent to be president. So perhaps I can encourage my fellow citizens to send a thank you card to the big guy. Carol? And that concludes my statement. Carol, <laughs> I, I really mean it. I would take about an hour because I'd also, you left off China. You left off, uh, you know, just opening the door to Russia saying, hey, a minor incursion. What about the Afghan withdrawal, too? I mean, there there are, Carol, uh, that card would be a, like, it would be like a 1,000-page book. If I started well, listing, I it is, it is shocking. Start sending it to <laughs> Carol, I love it. Uh, it's a good idea, Carol. Uh, and you had some great, great points there, my friend. Thank you very, very much. Let's go to Tony. Uh, Tony on line eight. Tony, you heard Carol's card. Your thoughts. Hello? Hey, Tony, go ahead. Okay, I got two quick points. Wasn't Merritt Garland the guy that they wanted to a point as the Supreme Court justice yes. years ago. Yes. What a, what a boy. First of all, what a lousy choice that would have been. And my second my second thing is why on a state level we elect the attorney general, but on a federal level they get appointed. It's not fair. Wait, wait, you're I think you're mixing apples and oranges. When you're saying the attorney general, I am talking about the US attorney general. That's yeah, that that yeah. that is actually that's actually appointed by the federal. You're talking about U.S. attorneys. That's what you mean. Yes. No, yes. The, the U.S. attorney like Letitia James gets elected. Yes. Yes. Why, why don't why doesn't Merrick Garland get elected by the people on a federal level? Yeah, no, I you you're correct. You're right. You're right there. The others are voted in. Um, and the others are an appointment. That's a that's a great perception, Tony. And you're right. It should be. Uh, because I can bet that if he were to be elected right now, uh, I don't think he would be. I think right now, and you know what's sad, Tony? You know what's sad, Tony? It's not just him. Um, it's, he has put a blemish on the whole Department of Justice, don't you think? Big time. You know? Big time. And, and, no, yep, and that's what saddens there, me. There's no, There's no justice from the top to the bottom in this country for anybody decent. Yeah, and and that is a really sad testament, uh, 1,000%. But you're right, Tony. That would actually be a brilliant idea is to have us to have a say in it uh, because right now we have no say. It gets picked. And and this is the danger of appointments. Um, And I think this is what you're getting at, which is a really brilliant point, that we have no say, and now we have, I think, one of the most highly political attorney generals I've ever seen in American history. That's we've never it's never really been like this. I don't remember ever seeing an attorney general so politicized. And here we are at this moment. And this is the danger of when you appoint somebody. Uh, Let's go to Rocco. 
uh, on line one. Rocco, your thoughts real quick. Get to the point if you could. Yes, Rita, right away, my green-eyed girl. This is it, right to the point. It all leads to the Chinese, all leads to the Chinese. Bye-bye, Biden. Bye-bye, Biden. We really love to see you go, go, go home. Rocco, that wasn't bad. You know what? You no. know what? You might have a calling of uh, some extra music uh, career there, Rocco. That actually wasn't bad. And you know what? This may hasten that because I'm telling you, Congress doesn't seem to be quitting tonight. The word from James Comer is if you think this will stop us because you think you're going to stonewall us, it ain't going to happen. I think they're going to turbocharge the investigation with Biden and his family and the bank records. We're going to talk about that after the break and also our Back the Blue, which we love every night here on the show. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Rita Cosby is on. Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which we love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we honor our great law enforcement and their families, a young woman was dramatically rescued by the Maryland State Police Aviation Command after her car left the road, plunged off a cliff and down a 70-foot embankment above the Capapon River in West Virginia. A 19-year-old woman was traveling on a road near the Maryland-West Virginia border when she became trapped inside her vehicle after plunging down into a ravine. So Maryland State flight crews responded to the incident. Police said that aerial rescue played an integral role in saving the woman's life due to the extent of her injuries, the car's position in the ravine, and because of the steep terrain surrounding the crash. The woman was extricated and treated for her injuries before crews placed her in an inflatable raft. Now, the rescue team then had her float down the river to an accessible hoisting point. What an incredible moment. A trooper paramedic in a hovering helicopter then was lowered down to the woman more than 100 feet below, secured her in a patient extrication platform, and she was hoisted up. She was then flown to a local trauma center for further treatment and is lucky to be alive. What an incredible story and just dramatically shows the importance of our men and women in blue and all the incredible and just harrowing work that they do every single day to protect all of us. Well, we are talking about justice in America, and I'm sad to say that tonight I am incredibly disappointed in justice in America. This, to me, is just a disgusting move from Biden's Department of Justice. We've heard that David Weiss, 
who is the U.S. attorney in Delaware, the one who the whistleblowers came out and said, boy, that guy uh, didn't have any control over the investigation. He allowed the statute of limitations to expire in the Hunter Biden case. He clearly was not in control. He, uh, you know, some people on his team tipped off the Biden team about surprise searches, which were supposed to be surprises. Also, the IRS whistleblower said at one point they wanted to interview Hunter Biden and they were stopped. They were like, no, 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 no. And somehow Hunter Biden's team got tipped off that they were going to do a surprise interview with him. And it wasn't a surprise anymore. I mean, these are just completely unethical. Even the judge, when the judge was looking at the plea deal, which of this crazy guy, David Weiss, was supporting, the judge is like, uh, to Weiss's guy, uh, have you ever done a deal like this before? This seems completely out of the blue. Is there any precedent? And David Weiss's guy had to admit in court, no, 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 uh, we've never done this before. So then why are you doing it with the president's son, who you seem to be coddling every step of the way? And then you pick this guy? Are you kidding me? This is nuts. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Here is Professor Alan Dershowitz, uh, the great constitutional scholar and He was asked, we talked with him earlier today, I asked him, what do you make? Is this actually the right pick for a lot of reasons? And he said, no. Um, He said that technically Weiss, this U.S. uh, attorney in Delaware, doesn't qualify. Listen to the great constitutional expert, Alan Dershowitz. When you have the president's son being investigated, you better do it by the book. Cross every T and dot every I. And this special counsel is ineligible to be appointed. The regulation clearly provides that special counsel must come from outside the government. It can't be somebody who is in the government, in the administration. It cannot be. But guess what? They pick somebody who has clearly been favorable to the Biden family, not just Hunter Biden, but the Biden family. This is a gift to the Biden family and an injustice, I think, in so many levels. And here is Congressman Jason Smith. He is chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee. He's the guy who is the overseer of that big, powerful testimony when the IRS whistleblowers testified, because obviously all the bank records, all that stuff goes through the House Ways and Means Committee. And today he was disgusted by this move. He had never seen anything as partisan as this. Take a listen. I think that this should be concerning to all Americans that this is an attempt to whitewash the Biden family corruption. I mean, Mr. Weiss is the single architect over that sweetheart plea agreement deal that the judge in Delaware threw out just a few weeks ago as saying it was awful and unfair. There were provisions within that that sweetheart plea deal that granted complete immunity to Hunter Biden for these crimes and future crimes. And she even stated that she's never seen anything like that before. And who was the architect of that? Now the person who, Garland, who... President Biden's Justice Department just appointed to be special counsel. I am very fearful that appointing the special counsel is just an attempt to stonewall Congress's investigation of the Biden family. Yeah, I think a lot of people are and everybody should be. This is a miscarriage of justice. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Teddy on line two. Teddy, your thoughts? Hi, Rita. Uh, Rita, if it's If it's illegal, as Alan Dershowitz said, 
And you're saying, and everyone else is saying, Mr. Comer, if it's illegal, I would think Garland, who is an intelligent individual, knows that. So it behooves me. I'm honest. How could he do it then? By the way, Teddy, I'm happy to hear you say that because he does know this. You're absolutely right. He's not a dumb guy. Um, and he's an attorney who's been in the federal system for a long time. He understands. He knows darn well this is not an improper, just even forget all the other things that I talked about with the questions of the investigation into Hunter. Just from exactly what you said, Ted, just on the value of it, you never appoint somebody as a special counsel. You are not supposed to. The statute says it has to be someone outside the government. It has to be somebody without influence, without conflicts, and he's in the government. He's a U.S. attorney. I mean, right away, it should have been no. Um, to me, Ted, it shows hubris. It really does. It shows uh, cojones, you know, that he just doesn't care. He does know. So so that's why it makes this so unseemly, Ted. Your thoughts? Okay, let me ask you this question. Is it a standard policy? That when a special counsel, for example, during Watergate, Archibald Cox, I think he came from Harvard Law School, I think. Is it standard policy always when the government wants to have a special counsel for an investigation of someone from Congress or some immediate family member or whomever? Does it always come? Is the special counsel always from outside the government. It's yes a, or no to that question. It is supposed to be by law, Teddy. Yes, it's supposed to be by law. And that's why this is so unseemly. And even if this David Weiss, even if all the things we've heard from all the whistleblowers, and I find it hard to believe that they're all wrong, Ted. Um, I find those people incredibly credible. That's why I bring up it's rare you hear from IRS whistleblowers. They testified under oath, under penalty of perjury, saying this is what he said in private meetings. He didn't have the authority. These were the stone, you know, the roadblocks that we faced that we never faced on other investigations. This guy was in charge of it all. Even if you discount all of that, it just looks bad. I mean, he's the last guy you would appoint. I actually really think, Ted, I thought it was a joke today. When I first heard it, I thought there's no way that this guy would so transparently put somebody who clearly is not appropriate by law to be a special counsel. So the problem is that you run into, Ted, and this is you know getting into the legal weeds, but the problem is who do you appeal to? He's the Department of Justice. So, you know what, maybe at some point, maybe there's something that could get to a Supreme Court or something that could override it or Congress is the checks and balance. Congress can counter it. You know, uh, the the thing, that's why I brought up, Ted, that the interesting thing that could happen now with Congress, they could try to fast track. They were already trying to get the U.S. attorney to testify under oath. So if I were them, I'd hurry up and try to put him under oath. If they can, he might try to stonewall them or, or say, oh, I don't know. I can't answer that. I'm doing my own investigation. And then they can ask him a whole bunch of stuff, at least try to put him under oath. Also get Garland under oath. And get into all the weeds, like all these things that show it's clearly a conflict. And ask Garland, why did you pick this guy? This is not the problem is, who do you appeal to? You know, I mean, there's almost nobody higher than the Justice Department. 
But it it looks so unseemly. And Ted, I'm glad uh, that that you see that tonight. That makes me very happy, Ted. It's great to hear from you. And I always, I tell everybody, even when you and I go back and forth and argue, Ted, I always appreciate your calls, stands, and everybody else. Ted, thank you very, very much. Let's go to Greg in Tennessee, line three. Ted, your thoughts. Yeah, I think Teddy is a, like a triple agent or something. Yeah, but, uh, by the way, maybe maybe he's drinking tonight because there was some logic to him tonight. You know, there was I was that but you know what it, you know what it shows me that the, it is so transparent what happened here that Ted sees it too. I mean, he's a logical guy. He sees it. I mean, anybody sees it. So it just shows how blatant this is, don't you think, Greg, that even Teddy agrees? Yeah, but I, I don't want to ever see anything the way Teddy Bass sees things. Uh, Rita, this thing with the with, – with, first of all, Hunter's walking around with a get-out-of-jail card because eventually he knows daddy, big daddy's going uh, to pardon him. You know, he might have to wait after the election. Depends on how bad it gets. But, you know, we're in this situation because we, we permitted this to take place. Uh, you can't just keep saying, oh – Democrats did this, the Democrats did Of course, the, the hard left is going to do whatever they want to do. They couldn't care less what we say or how we feel. You see what they're doing. They're letting the country be overrun by illegal aliens. They want them here because they want cheap labor, and they want to break the back of the, of the working-class Americans. The people who in charge of the establishment couldn't care less. If we ended the 65 Immigration Act, Trump would get elected president again for a second time. And if we ended race quotas, and there are so many things. You know, the visa violations were up to like 800,000 a year. You don't hear anybody say that, any of the presidential candidates. Nobody in the Republican Congress says that in the House of Representatives. We are being, we are being invaded. This is open, because of open borders, every enemy of America has their people inside our country. China can't believe how easy it is. See, last week they had a couple of Chinese spies in our Navy, Chinese nationals in our Navy with top secret uh, clearances, and they got access. Listen, that just means they infiltrated so much of this country that they're just sitting back laughing, and we just keep trading with them and giving them more money. We turned these communists into a bunch of billionaires. We told these American kids in Vietnam and Korea, fight the communists, they're bad. Meanwhile, the establishment just turns the Chinese communist leaders into billionaires. You know, you know who else they ch- turn billionaires? The Russians. How do you think Russia is funding its war machine right now? They're funding it with oil. And a lot of it is because we cut off U.S. oil. But you know what's interesting, Greg? Uh, and I'm glad you brought up the Chinese, too, because when you look at the money train tied to Hunter Biden and all the details that have just come out in the last few days, it is stunning because a lot of the money is tied to China. He was helping a Chinese country, a company, energy company, try to get energy access basically for oil and gas in America while he's cutting off our own American oil and gas. And then with Russia, guess what? Burisma, Ukraine, all these things. It, there's just there. It is so unseemly. And by the way, I'm glad you brought up the border, Greg, um, because it is a huge issue. And in fact, I want to play a little. Um, here's a little clip. We just put up a new podcast a few hours ago. We do this weekly podcast, which I love. It is called Protecting America because it's so important. Just as you said, our borders. And I interviewed Democratic Councilman Bob Holden. Now, Bob Holden is a reasonable Democrat. He's not the loony lefty like you were talking about. He's not the far left, you know. 
He is one of these guys. He's a conservative Democrat, and he is so angry at what's happening to New York City and the cost that it's doing and the overrunning of migrants in New York City. He says we are at the, the, a breaking point. Take a listen. Here's just a little sample to hear of the conversation. It was a blockbuster conversation. Here it is. So how bad is it? It's bad. It's bad. And uh, it, there's no sign of letting up either. And uh, it, it's it's almost like we are now, they've opened the floodgates and they don't know how to close it. And the problem we're seeing is like what you mentioned, a lot of money is coming out of the taxpayers' pockets, obviously, nowhere else. And you're going to, st- and the mayor's warned us, you're going to start to see a reduction of services also, and a reduction of quality of life. But you have able, mostly able-bodied men, by the way, the migrants. There are some families, but mostly able-bodied men sitting around. And that is never a good formula, doing nothing. Sitting around just, you know, again, they get their three square meals, they get a roof over their head, they get services, but when they're sitting around not making any money, they could do other things to try to get money, and that's what we're worried about. Yeah, it is a mess, and that's from a Democrat in New York City. Uh, Everybody, make sure you check out the full podcast wherever you download your podcast. It's Protecting America. We just put it up, the full interview. It is so powerful with New York City Councilman Bob Holden. He made some really great suggestions on what we should do with the migrants, how it should be handled, what even those in his own party need to say and do and the message they need to send to the White House. Uh, So make sure you check it out. And everybody, we're going to continue with your calls after the break. 1-800-848-9222 on this stunning news night, again, on the Rita Cosby Show. It's the Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And coming up on the Rita Cosby Show, by the way, in the next hour, we're going to talk about some pretty incredible restrictions that on the flip side, the judge puts on President Donald Trump. Today. So the Bidens get another sweetheart deal, essentially, try to pull one over the wall of all of us, basically. And then Trump is now being told certain things that he can and cannot say. So we're going to get into all of that in the next hour because it is pretty incredible. It is like alternate universe that we are living in and clearly one sided justice. Meantime, what do you make of the fact that this David Weiss, this U.S. attorney, who certainly is tainted and has a lot of questions uh, in his background, that he would be the one to be the impartial special counsel, which he is not allowed by statute to be? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Bob, line one. Bob, your thoughts about all of this. Good evening, Rita. You're fabulous. Um, I love your show. Uh, Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. Thank you, Um, Bob. I refer to a problem that is that is quite evident, quite prevalent, I should say, in this country. I call it the dirty duopoly. And um, the fact that you have the Democrats, can you imagine if they controlled all three? 
You know, right right now, like if the, if the Republicans didn't win, you know, the House of Representatives. Yeah. You imagine the uh, wow. corruption that would be going on right now. We would never would hear. By the way, Bob, and just to expand, we would never hear about Hunter Biden, the laptop. We never would hear about the money. I mean, we've just heard a tip of the iceberg. You're right. I think about what a different world it would be just to have if it was uh, all, you know, the the Senate, the House and the White House all in one control. Your thoughts? Everybody can see the danger, the danger, you know, that exists right now. And and if we don't have any form of citizens auditors that have any particular power, if we don't evolve into a country that has has more power to the people, I mean, we are done. We are finished. And that and that man that preceded me a couple of calls that talked about China, China owns Montana. You know, I mean, they basically own most of Montana. I forget Idaho or it's incredible what we've done, like like we're Swiss cheese. And this administration, I live in New Jersey, believe me, I'm surrounded by corruption, just surrounded by dirt. You have you have uh, somebody who's like, you know, banking and, you know, uh, inviting so many. I mean, and I don't want to sound mean. And I was raised I was raised as a Catholic and a Christian for, you know. And, and it's just, I don't want to sound mean, but when you invite all these people, you know, my brother died of a heroin overdose because he had a problem, but he found it really easy to find, fent- you know, something laced with fentanyl. You know, Chinese are feeding the country, with, and, and people are bringing it over the southern border, literally killing our kids. This admi- this, this administration is just keep banging the drums of, of uh, if, there, if there were a gauge that would measure... You know, like the uh, the nuclear gauge, I forget what it's called. Yeah, the Richter scale. If there was a gauge that could measure the corruption and, and just the, the level of... of um, it, by the way, it'd be off the charts, Bob. And Bob, also, I'm so, so sorry about your brother, too. Uh, my heart breaks for you. Um, and it is such an important reminder of the dangers of fentanyl. We're going to continue your calls after the break, everybody. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show. And tonight on The Rita Cosby Show... If the world isn't crazier, well, guess what? Uh, The judge who is dealing with the Trump election 2020 case, this is the one where special counsel Jack Smith is investigating. And, of course, he's trying to turbocharge it. He's trying to rush the case. So it could be right around the time of the Iowa caucus and the Nevada and the South Carolina and the New Hampshire primary. Isn't that nice? Right as soon as the real full swing of the election season gets underway, that's when Jack Smith wants that trial with President Trump. What a surprise. And he has to actually be there in court for all of this. I mean, this is just nuts. So what, is he going to, like, run in Iowa, then fly back in court, then go back again, then go back? I mean, this is just, you can't make it up. It is just so incredibly Crazy, the timing of all this and transparent. Uh, Well, now the judge today was looking into issues of basically, will there be a protective order? Because she was basically trying to put a gag order on President Trump. Jack Smith said, we should put a muzzle on him, period. Basically, anything he says should be blocked. 
um, that there should be restrictions in a lot of different forms. And the judge didn't go as far as Jack Smith wanted, but the judge did rule against President Trump on a number of points. Um, One of them was saying that President Trump cannot talk about sensitive material. Now, in a way, that obviously sounds fair if it's like classified documents or things like that. This is the January 6th case. But who decides what's classified and what isn't? Who decides what's sensitive? As we know, there's a broad reach on what's classified. We've been hearing a lot about it over the last year or so. So that opens a huge can of worms. And then the other thing she also said, and this to me was the kicker, she basically said that if there's any inflammatory comments coming from President Trump, uh, you think he makes inflammatory comments? It's like every five minutes on his Twitter or on the campaign, you know, who decides what's inflammatory? I mean, that's, again, so subjective. She said then she could speed up the trial. So what, is she going to make it even before January 2nd? Maybe she does it on Christmas Day. You know, right around like four o'clock, right when you're about to sit down and have a Christmas dinner with your family, you know, or one, two o'clock, whatever time you have uh, your dinner. I mean, this is just crazy. So it's very subjective. And of course, President Trump isn't happy with this. He comes out and says, this is all a huge violation of my First Amendment rights. I have a right to say whatever I want to say. I shouldn't be subjected to these restrictions that other people probably would not be under. And he's probably right. So this is where is this going and how far is this judge going to take it? How far, by the way, is the special counsel, his special counsel, as we're talking about the David Weiss one, uh, Jack Smith and David Weiss may as well be brothers. You know, there's sort of two peas in a pod, except one of them is supposed to be investigating Hunter Biden now. And the other one is clearly as, you know, Trump and his crosshairs. I mean, it's like at every twist and turn, he like. You know, can't wait to undermine President Trump, make it as difficult as possible. And we haven't even talked about Georgia, which Fannie Willis, who is the prosecutor there in Georgia, there are reports that next week the grand jury is meeting, and that could mean that more indictments are coming next week from her. So he's going to have a very busy time. Let's look at it, okay? It could be Trump goes to trial if it stands, and unless he says something inflammatory, God forbid, right? That means like tomorrow, right? It could be speeded up. But say she grants this start date of January 2nd. Then he goes, what? He does that. And then afterwards, you got the Alvin Bragg case in New York. Don't forget about that. You got the classified documents one. And then, of course, you have the E. Jean Carroll case also. Let's not forget about there's another new civil issue with that. And then... There could be Georgia cases coming any day now, and that could involve RICO, racketeering, which could also involve not just Trump, but other people close to Trump. I mean, this is just like this is like one big nutty election season. And in the middle of it all, again, he's supposed to be campaigning. He's the leading candidate on the GOP side by far. So this is going to be an election season like no other in American history. There's no doubt about it. And then on the flip side. It looks like the Republicans are turbocharging their investigation because now they've got the bank records and so many details tying the Biden family and a lot of questions about policies that Biden did. And clearly he's lying about the fact that he never met the business associates. He absolutely did. There's pictures. Now there's all these other people testifying about it. 
So there's a lot of questions here. But in the middle of it all, Roger Stone, longtime Trump friend and longtime Trump advisor, this is what he had to say about these decisions today by the judge who said Trump can't say anything questionable and no sensitive material. Trump has got to be a good boy and basically stand there in a straight jacket and still try to campaign. Take a listen. No, I think it's very clear that this entire legal action against Donald Trump is uh, is election interference. Uh, exactly what he's being charged with is what they are engaged in. Interestingly, the judge today said she saw no political motivation uh, in the prosecution of Trump. Uh, and this is a half step towards a complete gag order. Uh, I, I agree that, that the president should not be able to post, let's say, grand jury testimony online. But there's no reason to believe that he would do that anyway. But what they really want is to gag him from being able to offer a broad defense. This is what they did to me. Oh, you might taint the jury pool if you're allowed to defend yourself in the public forum. Well, what about the Washington Post? They have a litany of lies every week. Do, are they tainting the D.C. jury pool? Believe me, this is, this is a half step towards a full gag order, which is really what they want. They want to control the public narrative regarding the trial of Donald Trump. Yeah, it is. It's inching toward a full-blown gag order. And this is the same judge who, when there was a hearing just a little bit ago, looked at President Trump. This is during the arraignment. You know, this to me is an astounding comment and said, you know, uh, you could be held if you violate my orders. You're you're saying that to the former president of the United States, the leading candidate on the Republican side for president right now, overwhelmingly, he's out on the campaign trail where you got to go out and campaign and defend yourself. And a lot of these charges that are against him are part of the campaign because he's saying they're they're going after me. And he keeps saying they're going after me for you because I'm standing in their way, you know. So, I mean, what are you telling him? He can't campaign. That is un-American. That is unconstitutional. So this case, by the way, some of these gag orders and all these other things, they're trying to also recuse the judge because this judge actually worked at the same law firm as Hunter Biden, the law firm that represented Burisma, that corrupt Ukrainian oil and gas company that's at the heart of these allegations against the Biden family. I mean, you can't make it up. This judge should not be seeing this case of Donald Trump. And also, why is it held in D.C.? D.C. is a jurisdiction which is, it's about 5% pro-Donald Trump. So that means the other 95% are anti-Donald Trump. You think he can get a fair trial in a place that's 5% pro-Trump? They'll just look at him and go guilty. We don't need to hear any evidence. You can see where this is going. So on the flip side, the big news, of course, is that also the Attorney General of the United States appoints this David Weiss guy who also should not be looking at the case of Hunter Biden. They're going so tough on Trump, clearly with somebody who is so biased for Hunter Biden. And then they're going with someone who's so biased for Hunter Biden, who's investigating now Hunter Biden. I mean, how does that make any sense? And how does that say to you that justice is fair in America. This guy, by the way, David Weiss, when you hear about his background, he's the guy at the heart of that whole investigation. David Weiss has spent five years, apparently, investigating Hunter Biden. He's come up with bumpkiss. He was trying to give him that sweetheart deal. 
And he's the guy that Gary Shapley, that's one of those IRS whistleblowers, uh, came forward and testified under oath about. And he was talking about all the things that went wrong with the investigation of Hunter Biden. Remember, he's not just any whistleblower. He is the senior supervisory agent at the IRS who is in charge of the Hunter Biden investigation. The supervisor. This is a guy with like more than a decade of experience. And he talked about how he did foreign investigations all over the world. And so here he is. He's in charge of the investigation. He said he had never seen such extraordinary steps to block them, the investigators, every step of the way. That they weren't allowed to do certain things that they always could do on other investigations. And here's just a little bit about what he testified to. And this is the reason it's important The guy who oversaw it was David Weiss, who's now the special counsel who's supposed to be the independent guy investigating Hunter Biden. This is what he did before, and you can imagine what he's going to try to do now. Take a listen to what Gary Shapley said under oath when he testified so powerfully not that long ago. In this country, we believe in the rule of law, and that applies to everyone. There should not be a two-track justice system depending on who you are, and who you're connected to, yet in this case, there was. Based on my experience, I'm here to tell you that the Delaware U.S. Attorney's Office and Department of Justice handling the Hunter Biden tax investigation was very different from any other case in my 14 years at the IRS. At every stage, decisions were made that benefited the subject of this investigation. For example, prosecutors concealed contents of Hunter Biden's laptop from investigators. DOJ slow walk steps to include interviews, serving document requests, and executing search warrants. Warrants that were ready as early as April of 2020, but were delayed until after the November November 2020 election and never pursued. Investigators were not allowed to follow up on WhatsApp messages from Hunter Biden's Apple iCloud backup, where he suggested he was sitting next to his father. Assistant United States Attorney Leslie Wolf cited the optics of executing a search warrant at President Biden's residence as a deciding factor for not allowing it, even though she agreed that probable cause existed. Prosecutors instructed investigators not to ask about the big guy or dad when conducting interviews. The Biden transition team was tipped off about interviews the night before the investigation went overt, a fact my FBI counterpart confirmed to this committee in a recent testimony, where the result was that only one witness spoke to investigators that day. These are just some of the examples of how our investigation was stymied. Just some examples of how the investigation was handled like the ones he's never seen before. That he's seen all the other ones he was allowed to do X and X. But when David Weiss was in charge, boy, suddenly the Biden, the big guy, was off limits. And then that's the guy you put? As a new special counsel, that is incredible. We're going to take your calls when we come back, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. And Rita's a little angry tonight. I'm a little on fire. I am fed up. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And 
we are talking about the fact that Merrick Garland, the attorney general, decided, guess what? He'll appoint this guy who clearly is controversial, is tainted and stonewalled already for the Biden family. Now he's going to make him the special counsel uh, overseeing Hunter Biden as if he's going to do anything but stonewall Congress. Meantime, President Trump uh, looks like every single judge is trying to go after him. Every single Democrat clearly is. As I mentioned, Georgia is coming up next week, and there's a good chance we could see some more indictments against him. And Roger Stone, who is a longtime, of course, uh, Trump consigliere, if you will, Roger says there's just no way that President Trump, even on this first case, which is the one that's tied to January 6th and the election of 2020, uh, he says there's just no way that President Trump is going to be able to get justice, especially because the case is in Washington, D.C. Take a listen. I think, unfortunately, uh, the, the president and his lawyers are about to find out, as I did the hard way, in D.C., the Constitution, the law, the facts and the evidence really don't matter in the most politicized uh, federal district in the country. How sad is that? Because guess what? Again, 95 percent didn't vote for Trump. Do you think maybe that the special counsel could be venue shopping? Remember, the first was in Florida. Now let's put it in D.C. It's like throwing darts. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Adam. Line seven. Adam, your thoughts. Hi there. I love your show, Rita. Um, I'm I'm a lawyer. I uh, I'm a criminal defense lawyer in in Connecticut. I don't not a I don't do big cases now, but I actually did teach a a beginner constitutional law course at UConn years ago. Oh, that's Um, great! Great, good. Yeah. Um, And what I would say is, first of all, Jack Smith and Dave Weiss, highly, highly regarded prosecutors. I mean, you know, Jack Smith was working at the Hague. I mean, you know, these are. Jack Smith is a very heavyweight, I would say unimpeachable. Um, so I, I've yet, I don't see anything in his record or history that would ever uh, that I would ever think, he, you know, that he'd be acting improperly. I mean, he's, he's a real straight shooter, this guy. Um, you know him personally? Yeah, you know him personally? No, no, no. Oh, OK. No, 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 no. He's, he's a heavy hitter, though. I mean, these are people I mean, I've. We, you know, these are people whose careers I followed for years and years. They're, you know, people, you know, prosecutors that make it to the Hague are basically the cr- the cream of the crop of of you know the justice system. The um the the, the Justice Department generally doesn't bring cases that they think they're going to lose. Usually, I think, and actually, I think their success rate is crazy high, ninety ninety five percent success. By the way, by the way, um, I will agree with you on the high prosecution rate um, from the Justice Department. You're absolutely correct. Um, the, it is a very high rate. That's why when the weight of the federal government comes after you uh it's a scary premise but go ahead yeah well what, what i would say is this you know we always say with you know as a prosecutor and i've been a, kind of been on both sides you know when someone feels persecuted and and we often see see you know perpetrators of crimes feeling persecuted it's very often because they haven't yet been held accountable and you know i'm and i'm apolitical i mean i, I voted republican and democrat but uh from my reading of of the last indictment i mean and Probably what's going to come in Georgia, I think, is going to be even harder because they have them on tape, you know, asking for 11,000 plus one votes or whatever, which, you know, is very easily could be construed as a RICO case. You know, regardless of the talk shows, regardless of every, you know, all the rhetoric that's throwing around, Trump is in big trouble because there's a, a preponderance of evidence 
of activity, not nothing to do with his state of mind, but but actions and, and the fact that Jack Smith probably has his DMs from so, his Twitter account. A- Adam, Adam, let me just ask you to sorry because we're up against a heartbreak. Um, I, what do you think? Uh, Professor Dershowitz is obviously an esteemed guy, right? Yes he or no? Is, okay, so let yeah, me let me. All right, obviously, well, no, obviously. Hang on, no, no, no. Hold on. Actually, you know what, Adam? I'll carry you over just because I got a lot uh, to go with you on this. Because uh, Dershowitz has said, saying, hey, can you find me the votes? That could actually be meaning I believe the votes are there and they're being fudged some way. And I kind of think Alan Dershowitz is kind of an experienced attorney, but stick with us, Adam. Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we honor our great military and their families. A really powerful story coming from Washington, D.C., where this week the U.S. Army unveiled an engraving that honored the efforts of a Vietnam War veteran who led an inexperienced, outnumbered South Vietnamese company to victory nearly 60 years ago. The service added Colonel Paris Davis to the granite wall bearing the names of fellow Medal of Honor recipients at the National Museum of the U.S. Army in Washington, D.C. Davis was awarded the Medal of Honor in a White House ceremony on March 3rd, and the Defense Department later inducted him into the Hall of Heroes. Davis's actions in June 1965 not only assured U.S. forces a pivotal victory, but prevented three American soldiers from being captured. Back on June 18th of 1965, Davis, three special forces troops and a South Vietnamese company faced a large North Vietnamese force. Despite suffering several injuries, the 5th Special Forces Group armor officer continued to fire upon the enemy and engage in hand-to-hand combat. Amid severe enemy rounds coming from all different directions, then Captain Davis rescued three injured U.S. soldiers from enemy fire. Davis then refused medical evacuation and instead oversaw the transportation of the wounded troops. What an incredible story of heroism. Bravo to this great military member. And, uh, of course, all of our veterans, we love doing the Support Our Heroes every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, honoring the best of the best, our military. Uh, and we can never thank them enough. And, of course, all of our Vietnam veterans, welcome home. We love and appreciate you so, so much. Well, we are talking about justice in America. And tonight it's looking bleak. Sadly, I think, as now we have just seen the appointment of this guy, David Weiss, who bungled the investigation into Hunter Biden, stonewalled it, it seems like, according to whistleblowers and so many others every step of the way. Now he's the guy overseeing the Hunter Biden case. It's almost like a bad joke. And then on the flip side, President Trump, they're trying to basically put him on the rocket docket, fast track it, so he has to suddenly, in the middle of the campaign season, do trials at every turn. 
He's got the Georgia one that may come up next week in terms of new indictments. Also, we already know he's got a couple others. By the way, altogether, he has 78 charges against him. 78 charges. Think about it. And it totals over 600 years in prison if he gets convicted of what is already right now. So because that's not enough, you need to add some more. So that's why I think Georgia is going to come on and add some more next week. That way he gets a 1,000 years if he gets convicted on all of them because 600 is not enough. I mean, this is just, you can't, this is insane. This is really, really nutty. The pylon is just, you know, so obvious. And so here is Caroline Levitt. Um, She is with the Make America Great Again War Room. She's a spokesperson there. And she says, it's just, it is so obvious what's happening with Jack Smith. That's the special counsel investigating President Trump because His plan, he has to go before the judge, and they had a hearing today talking about the protective order, what Trump can and cannot say uh, to anybody trying to muzzle Trump. Anybody knows who's around Trump. He can't be muzzled. Nobody can control Trump. I mean, you know, he can't help himself. Every time he has to put a tweet out, there's no stopping this guy. It's like nobody has control. He doesn't even have control of himself. You think somebody else is going to be able to oversee him? So the judge is going to be like, after one day, wait a minute, that violated my court order. What are you going to do, arrest the former president of the United States and put him behind bars? I mean, this is just, this is so insane. And so in the middle of all that, Jack Smith has an opportunity to go before the judge and say, hey, here's where we want the trial to start. So he filled out documents and they reinstated it just a few hours ago, saying that he would like the trial to start on January 2nd. That's nutty because Iowa, the Iowa caucus, which is the first basically competition in this race, the first big one, and usually often who wins Iowa often wins the nomination. So it's very important. Trump is far ahead right now, 20 points plus. I think it's like 44 to at least 20. Uh, The closest one is Ron DeSantis there. In some of the national polls, it's much, much broader even that Trump has an even further advantage. But in Iowa, some of the latest ones show him at least 20, 25 points ahead. So you got all of that. And she's basically being asked, the female judge there, by Jack Smith, hey, start the trial the day after New Year's Day, right after holidays. So it's going to be a fun holiday if that goes through, right? And then he's got the Iowa caucus. That's now set for January 15th. And then you've got, again, Nevada, you've got South Carolina, you've got New Hampshire. you got all of those right in that same time. The trial is supposed to last four to six weeks. He's supposed to be there during the trial. That, that just makes it they are trying to basically bog him down so he cannot campaign. Just indicting him isn't enough. Why wouldn't they wait until after the election? Let the American public decide. Let them see all the facts. They can decide if they want him as president or not again. Let them see all the facts on the Joe Biden side and let them decide if they want to have him as president again. But get the facts out on both sides. Don't try to hamstrung one candidate, especially in the height of a presidential election season. So here is Caroline Levitt and her take on why clearly Jack Smith says, let's do it January 2nd. That's when I would want this major trial to start. 
There are no coincidences in the D.C. swamp, and any American that has a couple of brain cells to rub together and a little bit of common sense can look at this timeline and understand that all of the sham charges, all of the base, baseless accusations and lies against Donald Trump are a cover-up for the Biden corrupt crime family, and they are also blatant election interference. Just today, Jack Smith announcing that his grand jury in the January 6th case is going to start one week before the Iowa caucuses begin. Jack Smith and Joe Biden's corrupt Department of Justice have had 28 months to investigate Donald Trump for whatever wrongdoing they think he did on January 6th, which was nothing. He was exercising his First Amendment right and encouraging his supporters to peacefully protest outside the Capitol. But in Joe Biden's America, apparently that's a crime. They're starting this jury trial a week before the caucuses. That tells you everything you need to know. It's election interference to remove Donald Trump's name off the ballot because they are scared as hell that he will get back in that White House and expose Biden's corruption. I certainly think it looks like election interference. And I would say that if it was on Biden, too. I mean, that is crazy. How can you expect somebody to campaign and expect them to be in court every single day on a federal charge, on a serious charge, too? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go back to Adam. Adam, you've had time to think about it now. Your thoughts? Yeah. Okay, real quickly, I just want to say Alan Dershowitz, amazing, you know, great, great mind um the only thing is he's he did defend trump he's a defense attorney he's a democrat so anything, he voted for biden did you know that Adam? it doesn't matter what his it doesn't matter his politics the point is he did he he's a defense attorney so as a job when he's you know why he defended about, you know why he defended trump i gotta correct you because he defended trump because he, he thought it was to. completely wrong no, we listen. Defense attorneys. Uh, if, so, if you defend a, a murderer, does that mean you think? And if you think in your heart, maybe this guy—he wasn't appointed, you're, Adam. You're an attorney. You know this. He's not a. Uh, he's not a. Uh, you know, public defender. You know, he wasn't appointed. He felt so strongly was that the impeachment was, was wrong that he felt it was good idea to do it. And guess what's happened to him, Adam? As a result of that, he's been shunned by everybody on Martha's Vineyard where he lives. He was friends with Obama uh, and all these other people, but they don't like him because he defended the First Amendment and problems that he saw with the legal case against Trump. So go ahead, Adam. Shed some light. Well, in my in my business, defense attorneys are defense attorneys at the job. The other thing is, you're an um, attorney, so you're a, so I guess you smear all attorneys. But go ahead. I'm not a smear. I'm saying it's a job. You know, we work we work for money. Oh, so the I guess they don't have is, principles. I get yeah. But go ahead. I'm I can't believe I'm well, actually defending an attor- attorneys with an attorney. But go ahead, Adam. All right. The other thing is regarding the gag order. Uh, Sam Bankman Friedman is sitting in a jail right now because he gave an interview to the New York Times. Um, when you're accused of a crime, you're not allowed to be commenting on certain things, intimidating witnesses, all that. But regardless of who Trump is, he's still a defendant right now, and he can't be because they made about- him a defendant, Adam. Don't you think any of these? Let me just ask you an honest question, Adam, because you seem like a really smart guy. Let me just ask you a question. Don't you think a uh, seventy-eight? charges and more coming maybe next week or the following week from Georgia. I just said it's over 600 years if he gets convicted. I mean, don't you think it's, that's a little overkill? I'm, I, I I mean, to me, it's, it is it is an unbelievable, obvious pylon that this is politically motivated. And to start the trial on January 2nd, uh, when they know darn well that it's on the calendar January 15th for the Iowa caucus, they know what they're doing. They're just trying to tie him down because they don't want him in office. It is so transparent, Adam. Go ahead. Come on. 
my 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 question. Uh, is that's Chase. a yes or no. What do you think? I'm asking you a question, Adam. Read the Adam. Indictment. Yes read or no, read Adam. Read yes or no. I don't know what you're asking me. I'm asking you. Don't you think it's incredibly political that this guy happens to pick? Uh, what? It's random it that he picks it right on January second. Are you kidding me? No, Jack Smith is not a political person. He's oh, a, yes, he is. Are you kidding me? What what prosecutor in their right mind would decide to pick it on January 2nd? You know darn well most trials never start right after New Year's Day. Are you kidding me? I'm waiting for him to say, again, it's on Christmas Day or Thanksgiving. Anything he, could do do to, anything he could do to damage Trump. I mean, come on, Adam. You've got to admit that. You won't even admit that, Adam. Come on. I'll, 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 can I just say one last thing? Trump is in this situation because of Trump. He's he he behaved a certain way and he is in this situation. He's he's not being persecuted. He's dealing with repercussions of his actions. And And Trump is also in this position because of people like you who clearly think orange man bad and you won't give him any slack. You won't treat him fairly compared to other people. So I'm glad you're not defending him because you throw him over the lifeboat. Wow. Adam, this was refreshing, though. But have a good night, Adam. Thank you. Jacqueline, go ahead. Jacqueline, go ahead after that one. Well, you know, Rita, that guy just uh, gave us all the legal uh, dance around uh, the ballroom. But you uh, you cleaned up the floor with him. Good for you. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Thank you. I love being a nighttime janitor. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, if we look at the timeline, this is not what I called about, but if we look at the timeline, this goes back to the first allegation of the alleged payments to Stormy Daniels nine years ago, going back to October of 2016. Then you have January 6th of 2021, and then the raid on Mar-a-Lago, August 8th of 2022. Why has it taken them so long? And all of a sudden, going back in the past several months was when they started to present all of these indictments. Yes! Yeah, you're right, they waited, right, they waited. Right. Now, like I said, that wasn't the main reason for my call. Uh, They have stacked the deck very obviously against Donald Trump with uh, Jack Smith, the judge Tanya Shupkin. um, They in order for the venue to be changed, the judge has to approve it in order for the um, uh, what's his name, Jack Smith to be changed. The judge has to approve it. That's not going to happen. We know that's not going to happen. So the only way to deal with this, you're very familiar with the golden rule. He who has the gold rules. So Congress needs to pull all the money out of this until they stop with all of their shenanigans. And if they want to proceed, let the Biden crime family use the $21 million that they got in payoffs to fund all of these investigations. And the same thing with David Weiss. You know, it, 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 they're, they're making the Biden crime family out to be like the Gotti crime family. John Gotti was a Teflon Don. Biden is the new Teflon Don. The Biden crime family is the new Teflon Don. They just let everything slide right off. Nothing to be seen here. It's you know, Jacqueline, you reminded me of um, some powerful points from um, like Newt Gingrich. I was talking to Newt Gingrich the other day. And he said the same thing, that they should, Congress has the power of the purse strings. Um, And um, I love your golden rule analogy. That was great, too, by the way. And he basically said same thing, that um, they have the ability to pull the funding from Jack Smith and now this new one, uh, David Weiss. So that is something that they could do. 
Although then they would say, oh, well, they're being political. You could see where that's headed. But that is an interesting thing. And maybe after what we've seen today with this appointment of David Weiss, maybe it's not such a bad idea. Maybe it's time to fight fire with fire. When they're in a ball game like that, they have to play hardball. That's it. Period. End of story. Yeah, you can't play tiddlywinks. I agree. Uh, Jacqueline, thanks so much. Uh, Great call. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. We'll take more after the break. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's the Rita Cosby Show. song for Merrick Garland. It's coming after you. A little bit of Michael Jackson. I love my buddy Michael. Uh, I went to Neverland one time, so I got a good story about that. I'll have to share that with you one time. I got a private exclusive visit to Neverland, and boy, was that an interesting visit. Uh, But I got to meet Michael a whole bunch of times, and I loved it. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show on, boy, an action-packed news night here on this Friday night. Uh, It looks like every time there's kind of like news that's questionable, there's this pattern. Uh, And I used to, as you know, work in Washington. Whenever there was something that was questionable uh, that somebody knew would get a lot of criticism, like appointing somebody who shouldn't be appointed to special counsel, it kind of comes out on a Friday because they're hoping, okay, well, maybe people will go away for the weekend. They'll forget about it. We won't forget about it. We're going to blow the lid off it, and that's what we do here on this show. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Larry, line seven. Larry, your thoughts about all of this? Yeah, really, you know, uh, this could be a little bit of conspiracy, conspiracy theory on my part. But, you know, I was very suspicious when, the, when you said the judge said, uh, admonished him to stay away from anything inflammatory. Like you said, everything Trump says is inflammatory. So what did she actually mean by that? Now, could it possibly mean uh, that she means that he shouldn't say anything about the election? Because that's germane to his defense, not only in this case, in the January 6th case, but in the upcoming Georgia case as well. So we all know that remarks about the election, 2020 election, are inflammatory because, I mean, Rudy lost his license over that, obviously, right? So um, we know there. So if, she, if he says that, that's germane to his defense. You know, uh, so you bring up, by the way. To prevent him from defending himself. I think you are not just conspiracy, Larry. I think you're actually right. I think she's trying to put a muzzle on him. Clearly, Jack Smith is trying to put a muzzle on him. And I think you're right. It is such a subjective thing to be able to say what's inflammatory. Um, and who decides what's inflammatory, what isn't? I mean, Trump is, you know, he's a he's a ringmaster. He's always like saying stuff out there all the time. He's always out there. He he loves to do it just for the headlines. 
You know, and I think he was even pressing the envelope when he said, you know, if you come after me, I come after you. That's what sort of started this. But if it wasn't going to be last weekend, he was going to say something this weekend. He always does. So, I mean, yeah, I think she just wants to shut him up uh, about everything, not even just about the election, but anything that could be deemed, quote, inflammatory. So how is he going to defend himself? How is that American? Uh, And people out there, even the ones who are not Trump supporters, have to say, wait a minute, that just doesn't seem right. That doesn't seem like that allows somebody to a fair defense. And that's why that's why it's important. Uh, Let's go to Roger. Line two, Roger, Massachusetts. Roger, your thoughts. Sorry, can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come a little closer, though, if you could, Roger. Okay, good, good, good. Rush Limbaugh said that the left needs to be defeated. Uh, And because, to them, the end justifies the means. Sarah Palin said in 2008 she wanted to to come down to Washington and teach the Republicans how to fight like a girl. So I hope that all of the other Republican candidates for president observe this with their eyes wide open and decide to grow a spine and take up Trump's mantle and... uh, and defeat this because look at our justice department is completely corrupt. And you know what? And you know what, Raj? Um, and I heard you were kind of coming in and out, but you're right. They got to grow a spine. I use the Spanish phrase. They got to get some cojones because they got to fight because this is clearly a battle for justice in America, well beyond Trump. <laughs> 